Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Some more of the Instagram questions I'm getting around to, and this one's from Matty Q, one of my most loyal followers down there in Melbourne. Always sends me updates from the uh, SG Ball games down there. I think they're called the Melbourne Thunderbolts. Always lets me know how they're traveling. Champion fellow Matty Q. And he asks, are there any guests in the pipeline for the podcast? And look, I did an interview this week with former Melbourne Storm 5'8", Scott Hill. Uh, obviously made his debut for the Canterbury Bulldogs, moved to the Hunter Mariners during Super League as a young bloke. Uh, it was funny, you know, at the Hunter Mariners, his halfback was Brett Kamali. His fullback was Robbie Ross, and he was the 5'8". And the next year, the Melbourne Storm started. And these are the three guys that they brought to their club, along with Glenn Lazarus and a heap of other guys. Obviously, they were starting a new franchise. But these guys left the Hunter Mariners. They went there. Him and Kamali formed an unbelievable combination. Uh, the way that Scott Hill talks about Robbie Ross and the influence that he had on Billy Slater in his career was incredible. And... I think Scott Hill, he's got one of the most unbelievable careers that you've probably never really thought about. And you've got to remember, 98, uh, this Melbourne Storm team starts. He's there. He's the first ever 5'8". He's the first man to ever wear the Melbourne Storm 6 jersey. And there's been a lot of fantastic sixes at the Melbourne Storm to come since. There'll be even better ones to come in the future. I've no doubt about that. But Scott Hill, he's the first man to ever wear the six. Really impressive. He's also the first man to ever score a try for the Melbourne Storm. He scored two on his debut for the Melbourne Storm. The only man to score that night. An incredible effort. And Scott Hill's career is unbelievable. 1999, obviously the Melbourne Storm, they come from nowhere in their second year in the premiership to win the competition, uh, defeating the Dragons, the penalty try controversy. And... Scott Hill gets hurt. He gets injured during the season. He hurts his shoulder, and then he returns home, and uh, his brother gets in a little bit of a stink while they're out one night, and he gets attacked on the street, and he ends up in hospital for over a month, and he's got no recollection of it. He lost an entire month of his memory completely gone. So he had to sit through that 1999 grand final, obviously injured. He'd been in hospital for a month. It was absolute chaos in his life at that point. The year 2000 rolls around, and so interesting for Scott Hill. Obviously, he moves to the lock forward role. They had a young bloke coming through at Melbourne in the six, so he moved to lock, and this opens the door for him to make his Kangaroos debut and his New South Wales debut. An unbelievable effort, and to think only a year earlier, 
you know, there was a chance that he had to retire after this attack in his town home. There was brain damage. There was everything. So it was really chaotic for Scott Hill. An incredible story. And it goes all the way up to 2006 when obviously he plays in that grand final that the Melbourne Storm lose to the Brisbane Broncos. He moves to England after that. And obviously the Melbourne Storm, the next year, they return on grand final day. They defeat the Manly Seagulls. And they begin you know, a 15-year run that is simply incredible. And Scott Hill, as I said, he was there from day one, day dot, when they laid the foundation, Scott Hill was there. He missed the celebrations of the 99 grand final. And then the only other grand final he played in was 2006, which they lost. This is a guy that played over 150 games for the Melbourne Storm across almost a decade and didn't win a premiership. Not many guys like that in his situation. He was quite unlucky. But the little clip I'm going to play for you here, you'll have the full interview probably over the next Tuesdays, but over the next two Tuesdays. But the clip I'm going to play for you here is Scott talking about a big moment for him in 2006. Uh, he got suspended for two games, and Craig Bellamy, after the two-game suspension, sort of said, mate, the team's been going really well. I don't have a spot for you in the side. Now, you've got to remember, he was the most experienced man in this team. He'd played for the Kangaroos. He'd played for the New South Wales Blues. He was one of the leaders in this side and the 5'8". And at this point, you know, they still had Slater, Smith and Cronk, but these are all young guys. This is 2006. He's one of the most experienced, one of the most talented guys in the team. But he gave up his jersey for two weeks, and the team did really well. And he talks about the influence that this moment had on the Melbourne Storm. It's set a standard. I'll let Scott explain it more. Once I've played this clip for you, I'm going to tell you about another guest I've got coming up over the next two or three weeks. And this is one I am extremely excited about. Some of the older heads out there, you will absolutely love this one. This is a guy that toured with the Kangaroos for three different tours. He worked for uh, Rugby League Week for a number of years there and worked in the media, worked as one of the media managers of the Brisbane Broncos for a long, long time. A champion Bella, actually a relative of mine. So older heads, you might be able to guess who it is, but I'll explain it to you all in a minute. I'll hand you over to a little preview from our Scott Hill interview that will be dropping very soon. We went up to Townsville. They beat us up there and then we went to Leichhardt and we got beaten by the Tigers. I get suspended from that game by touching the ref. They went down a short side close to the line and the ref was right in front of me and I couldn't get to the defender. Yeah. And he was going to go straight over. It was loud at Leichhardt. He was going over the, to blow the whistle. And I eventually pulled him by the shoulder and said, you got to go up there and look up there, mate. You're in my way. I can't hear an obstruction. As it was, I got two weeks for, for, for that. Um, it was Craig sort of said to me said you need to work on some stuff you know in your game and this this and this and it was the two weeks I was out they won those two games and I still remember it right now where I was in my house and I get a call from Craig and he said I'm not going to be able to squeeze you in this week you're going to have to go to North Sydney and play reserve grade oh, wow so I'm a senior player again played for my country played for my state had a successful career up until this date and he was right I wasn't playing at my best and I'd let myself probably get uh, not put in the work and put in the time in, in the player I am. And what that did at that club changed that club dramatically. That was a turning point at that. And I, I still think it was. It was a turning point of the culture of that club that did not matter who you are what you did and how successful you'd been previously, if you weren't able to live up to play your full potential in your position in this team, not get a game. The shock to me was just as big as the shock it was to the other senior players or the other players in the team. Senior player being dropped. Not because, well, 
I've been suspended for two weeks and then still didn't get a chance to come back and play. So ruffled the feathers of me. Fortunate enough, I went to North Sydney and did well and did everything I could do. And, and that was something that Craig came back to me. said, I was really, really impressed with how you carried yourself, knowing that you weren't going to play this week. Everything you could to be the best opposition with helping the team prepare away and play this week. And, you know, as it was, the rest is history. And I, I went straight back into the side the, the following week. But what it did do for me, it highlighted areas I need to improve my game. And probably that last back end of year of 2006 was the most consistent football I played in my whole career because it made me really think deeply about working hard on my game. And hence, you know, consistency of that team hasn't really changed since about that period in 2006 to, to the current Melbourne Storm team. And, and sometimes coaches have to make those decisions. I remember Maguire did it to um, Isaac Luke the year they won the premiership. He dropped him because he, I think he was on the drink after a game or before a game. They still won, but he dropped him because of that. And you've got to set a set of standards and that you, you accept. It's a bit like anything. Lowest level of um, that you'll accept is your highest you'll ever go, you know. And people don't know it, but I, I personally think that that was a massive turning point of Melbourne Storm, and I was a, I was the, uh, I took the brunt of it. But look, it changed me as a person, um, and changed me as a footballer. A cracking little interview there with Scott Hill. Uh, the audio isn't fantastic on it, but it's good enough for me to be able to play around with. I'll edit that up and that'll be good enough once we have it on Tuesday. Really excited to bring you that one. An unbelievable story, Scott Hill, being there in Melbourne Storm day one. He was in that building day one when they laid the foundation all the way to 2006. An incredible story. He talks about guys like Craig Bellamy, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk arriving at the club. Funnily enough, Cameron Smith, in his debut game, he played halfback. You know who his 5'8 was? Scott Hill. Uh, He would go on to be the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. So a really interesting chat with Scott Hill there. He was also there the number one, the first day Craig Bellamy arrived. So his conversations there. And of course, I believe it's 2005, at the end of the year, Matty Orford decides, I'm going to Manly. The Melbourne Storm, they have no halfback. Craig Bellamy hands the job to Cooper Cronk. Scott Hill was the 5'8". So he got to watch Cameron Smith debut at halfback. He also got to watch... Cooper Cronk be told, you're going to be the halfback next year. Let's see what you can do. And the work ethic behind what Cooper Cronk did during those few months is simply incredible. Uh, that'll be dropping on Tuesday. I might go for two weeks. I'll see how we go. And another interview I've got coming up is one that I am just so excited for. Um, some of the older heads will know him, Tony Dirk. And uh, he's been a prominent figure in Queensland rugby league media for a long time. He is, of course, my second or third cousin. We haven't seen each other for a long time. It's been close to a decade since we've seen each other, but really excited to bring him on the podcast. I've got a feeling this could be a two, three-hour chat. He's just got so much experience in rugby league. He started writing for Rugby League Week in 1979. He stayed there for two decades. Uh, He was in charge of you know, all the Queensland media through Rugby League Week, essentially, which is just incredible. Uh, he had TV stints on Rugby League shows with Channel 7, 9, and 10. It's obviously jumped around a lot of channels during that time, and Tony was prominent on all of them. Uh, he, he went on three kangaroo tours 
in the media. 1986, 1990, 1994, simply incredible. I know I can't wait to ask him. I know that he was there the night that Ricky Stewart went through and set Mal Meninga up in game two of the Ashes of 1990. So that's a moment I cannot wait to go through with Tony. Obviously, as you all know, one of my favorite moments of all time. He was on tour for two World Cups, 1992 and 1995. Two star-studded teams there. Can't wait to dive into that. He was obviously also in the late 90s heavily involved in the media around the Super League. So I can't wait to hear him explain his experiences. Everyone's experiences are so different. And Tony, he would have seen all of the chaos unfold up in Queensland. Uh, Obviously, the Broncos are involved. The Cowboys are involved. You had the Gold Coast team as well. So it was absolute chaos. Can't wait to ask him about that. And then, of course, from 1999 to 2006, he was the communications manager at the Brisbane Broncos. So he saw a lot of things during that time. They obviously won two premierships during that time. So guys like Alan Langer, Tony Carroll, you know, Gordon Tallis, Darren Lockyer, Hodges, Carmichael Hunt, all these sorts of guys. Jarrell Yayi, I spoke about the other day at the end of our interview. He said, mate, I've got to ask you, are you related to Tony? Obviously, my last name, the same as Tony. Um, so all these guys have got so much respect for him. And one thing I can't wait to talk to Tony about is his relationship with Wayne Bennett. I know that essentially... His breakdown in relationship with Wayne was the reason why he had to leave the Broncos at the end of 2006. They won the premiership that year, of course. So very interested to hear his relationship over the years with Wayne Bennett. He's no stranger to burning bridges, Wayne. And I know Tony had a couple of issues with him. So I'm really, really excited to have that chat with Tony Dirk. And I'm having that next week. So you'll probably hear that over the next two or three weeks. But stay tuned for that one, especially for the older heads that listen to the podcast or younger guys that want to understand what rugby league used to be like. Tony, he is like a rugby league encyclopedia. I spoke to him for about half an hour the other day just setting this interview up, and I cannot wait. He has got so many stories and so many experiences to share with the podcast. Cannot wait to bring you that one. Scott Hill coming on Tuesday. Tony Durkin over the next few weeks. We've got one more that I think is going to be really interesting. For the younger crowd on Instagram, you'll know Bocco. Uh, he runs the Instagram at Bocco6. I've uh, got him coming on very soon. You'll hear that over the next few days, actually, to talk about his experiences around rugby league social media. Media. He's a kid that's come through making all these hype videos of all these kids coming out of high school. And as I've said a few times, social media and rugby league, it's becoming more and more important. And recently, the Parramatta Eels have signed him up to join them and help with their content. If you go and have a look at the Parramatta Eels Instagram page, you can see some of the videos that they're putting out on about Thursday. Their hype videos leading into the week with a highlights package from their training sessions, a bit of music behind it. It's very Americanized. It is very cool. I love watching them. And Bocco is the man behind these. Just a young bloke doing fantastic things in the NRL. I think he's starting to make big waves in rugby league, and I think you're going to see a lot of changes over the next few years off the back of what Poco is doing. So going to be a really good chat there as well. So stay tuned. You've got those three coming over the next few weeks. Very exciting. 